Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Happy Monday to you folks, and welcome to Got Your Back, live stream edition. Rob Brown and Jason Strudwick will be joining us tonight. Going to set you up for the Oilers and the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night. Take you through some of what I saw down at practice today. There have been some adjustments, Oilers fans. Those deep pairings that you were loving, some tweaks. We'll get into that and plenty more on tonight's podcast. That is, as always, brought to you by our fabulous title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Come check out the massive, beautiful showroom. They are the number one GMC dealership in all of Canada, volume-wise, six years running. And it's easy to see why, right? They've got trucks in stock, or they can get them in short order. Staff is fantastic. The process is streamlined. Mention that we sent you. Mention that the podcast sent you. And you'll not only receive specialized pricing, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on newer used vehicles. Visit Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park or online at www.gmcpod.com. We're coming to you from the Long Shot Studio, but on Thursday nights, we're actually going to be coming to you from Long Shots itself. On location for our post-game pod. Check out the game on their big screen. Order from their NHL menu. Have a cold one. All game days are happy hour with $5 long shots loggers. Struddy and I, Brownie has to do his day job, so he can't be there. But Struddy and I will be live at long shots Thursday after the game. Now, by the way, guys, we're going to do some hat giveaways that night. Haven't figured out exactly how we're going to give away hats. We're going to give away a few hats on Thursday night. I'll come up with it and let you know before the end of the pod. Uh, by the way, Struds, did you give Brownie the hat that you were supposed to give him, bud? No, I, I I don't think that's uh, what I was going to happen. You you said you would take it to him to the game on Saturday uh, evening, I believe, or this weekend. May, was it? May, may, maybe I'll cup the long shots and maybe I can win one. Would that that'd oh. be kind of cool if I could uh, win yeah, one? Lucky. Will Reed let you off? Do you have to do post game on Chad Thursday night, or can you just come to long shots instead? <laughs> maybe we'll just do our double post game there. We'll bring Reed. We'll bring our mics. We'll all do it together. One yeah. big happy family we'll simulcast. We'd love to have Reed on sometime. Reed Wilkins is an absolute beauty. One of one my of the favorite people, people you meet. The ring. Yep. Oh man, we've got this really weird thing going to Reed night study where we're we're as mean to each other as we can possibly be. Every morning, he'll come up to you like, hey, Ryan. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, you showed up again. And we just start ripping into each other, which you would never right. guess, Brownie, because he's the nicest man you'll ever meet. But it's a little bit, it, it, it's almost getting weird how mean we're being to each other. Well, it's funny because most of the people in media are jerks. He's actually one of the few that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Strads, you, you look good, buddy. Did you have a little nappy poo today? I had a little tough, rest, yeah. It was a little tough day for you. You you really super bold last night. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, and it affected a, you today. It did. I was I was inspired by the uh, halftime show of Usher, and I I <laughs> dropped the hammer a little bit in the second half. And uh, I had a couple ice times today where I probably wasn't at my best. You wouldn't have known it 
<laughs> I, I faked it pretty well. But you're talking about no, you, you the fir- the second session that you and I were on the ice today with you had no stick. Yeah, you went what? half the session with no hockey stick. <laughs> Someone what? broke my stick. We were playing in a game, and one of the players, the kids, took a slap shot and hit my stick and broke it. <laughs> like, but I if it didn't hit my his leg. stick, it was gonna it was gonna hit yeah. his leg and break his leg. So Do then he just played spare? the game. You don't bring a spare. Hmm? Like to coach, oh, no, you no. bring a spare? Oh, coach, you're no, coach, of you're course not. Why would you bring more than one? Why'd you bring a spare if you break when you go home? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, yes, so. Uh, you guys want to quickly uh, talk a little Super Bowl before we get to the breakdown? Like, what, what did we think? How was the halftime Jeez. show? Brownie's happy. Strudz, do you care? Where were you at, Strudz, on that no, one? No, I, I, it bothers me that Rob Brown is re, is a recent <laughs> fan of the Chiefs, and he shouldn't be allowed to. I, I should, we should reject his cheering because you just joined the team, you just started cheering. As soon as they go bad, he'll find another good team to cheer for. That you is so, bouncer? That, no, I. True. When Mahomes came into the league, I said that kid is good. I want to follow him. And Andy Reid went to yeah. Casey as a big Andy Reid fan, so I started cheering for him. And then I gave Strudz heck today. I said, well. Matthias Ekholm gets traded to the Edmonton Oilers. All those Swedish fans over there love Ekholm. Are they not allowed to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers now, Struts? Are they not real fans? But you should have a you should have a true you should have a team you follow through thick and thin. Because I it do. Makes Kansas, the, Kansas City Chiefs. No, it makes the it makes the joy <laughs> of winning so much better. So you're just I don't know. Fan. You're the, you're what's I am really fans. happy right now. I think the joy of winning no. was really you're not, affected me. You right didn't now. earn it. You didn't earn it through the bad times. Like it's it's you think of the Red Sox fans, Boston Red Sox, years of not winning. Then they win. That's what makes it special. And you you've you've lost it. You've you you ruined it. You are what I don't know. I think name. three times in the last five years I've been pretty happy. That's right. It does but seem like he's the smart true. one. I mean, he's he's, he's feeling a lot better about life today than you are, Struds. Yeah. But as soon as they the Chiefs go down, there he'll be he'll be gone so quick and we'll That's not true. Out. As long as Mahomes is there, I'll cheer, right. cheer for them. But when That's he's gone, saying. then I'm gonna cheer yeah. for the next best. You're you're, team. you're you're the worst part of fans. You you guys like you. People like you. Wow. That was a big statement right there, Struds. Uh, we had a big statement before the podcast began. Some of our loyal listeners hop on the stream and wait for us. Uh, and by the way, Struds was a little late tonight, so he got chirped pretty hard on the stream. Jazder says, I hope they have Brownie tonight. Struds's ego is getting a little out of control with all the hosting <laughs> duties recently. <laughs> so because you've been sitting in the big chair just a little bit recently, the head's getting a little big. <laughs> no, that's not why the head's big. The head's I don't think that's forever. fair. I'm like, I'm ready when you're not, when you're unable to perform your duties, I step in, I take over and I'm, I'm happy to do it. By the way, what the hell happened to the show the other night? I step aside for one day and you guys got dead air for like four minutes. Mics were all dead. Everything went on. Like the whole system crashed. Yeah, it did. Then, and I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure what happened, but I know that we got it back on track. That's all. Was I there for that one? No, 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 you were Gager. Yeah, you're I was Gager, Gager that night. Yeah, you were yeah. Gager. You were great, by the way. <laughs> oh, you were really you. good. Yeah, yeah, in case you're wondering. Better than usual, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Struds, we got a text coming in hot. Struds is coming in hot from Struds tonight, <laughs> letting us know he was going to be yeah. late. So we didn't start on time. Quaddy says, was Struds backscaping? Big backscape yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. so yes. Uh, not done his sewing yet, comes in from yeah. Kegel. But knitting. It's the band, knitting, yeah. yeah, knitting. The band is all together, and we are here. So let's get to the breakdown, shall we, and start talking a little bit of Oilers. Brought to you by, by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop, specializing in heavy-duty commercial truck and trailer repair, performance, 
tuning and part sales as well. Seven Bays, a vast dealer network, highly reviewed customer support team, professional diesel mechanics are ready to assist you with all of your needs. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. So it was down at practice today. And a few things that we noticed, and we'll talk about each of these individually on their own. D pairings put back to normal uh, as they were through the winning streak. Nurse, CC, Ekholm, Bouchard, Kulak, Dearnay, like we all knew they should have been, but the team wanted to experiment a little bit, and we'll get into that. D pairings were put back to normal, and Sam Gagne will be making his return to the lineup uh, against the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night, gentlemen. So a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks today. Um, where do we want to start, guys? We've talked a lot about the D in recent days, so let's maybe let's maybe tweak this a little bit. We'll start with Sam Gagne drawing back into the lineup, and, and here's Chris Knobloch talking about why Gagne is drawing back in. Well, we're looking for more offense in our bottom six, and we can't rely on our top two lines scoring all the time. And as good as they are, and they are very good, we need some a little more offense from the bottom guys. And Sam has been so good, and he hasn't quite had a role, you know, with getting Perry here and the way the penalty kill has been going, kind of pushed him out of having a role. And, um, but that sacrificed our, our five on five play a little bit. And Sam Gagne is eighth on this team in points per game, gentlemen. Eighth on this team in points per game. He's ahead of Ryan McLeod, you know, ahead of Ryan, ahead of Yanmark, ahead of Holloway. Uh, and so, Brownie, he comes back in. I like it. I, I like it too. And he's ahead of them in points per game, and he doesn't play very much. So, I mean, it's amazing what he's done. Uh, and he, he, it was unfair, and as Strudz knows, sport is unfair. Uh, it's unfair that he came out of the lineup. It wasn't due to how he played. He played well, um, but they went out and got Corey Perry, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, as Knobloch said, he doesn't penalty kill. Corey Perry just took his spot on the power play, so he's only a five-on-five -five guy in the bottom six, and it's really hard finding ice time five-on-five -five for bottom six guys. But the three guys in the bottom line, the fourth line, have really done nothing offensively as of late that they're going to have to sacrifice something on their penalty kill to get Gagne in. They want they want a spark. And the one thing that Gagne has done every time he stepped in the lineup, he's added a spark. He's been good. He has been better than I expected him to be. So he deserves to be in the lineup. What do you think, Struds? Yeah, he brings emotion. And he's a very emotional guy. And I think that is a little bit juice to that, that to that line or any line he's on. Um, but I think it's really interesting that they chose to bring Yanmark out of the lineup and not Connor mm -hmm. Brown. I think that is telling uh, to maybe where the, the, the coach sees his players uh, because I think either one of those guys I think could have been an option. I don't know that it was one way or another. But, uh, yeah, for Sam, he, he definitely is very smart and he sets people up and, and gives them a chance to create more offense because he's so smart uh, the way he plays the game. Uh, you know, he was never the fastest guy, but he has great hands, head up, always making plays. So I think he brings an offensive element to that fourth line that it, 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 they do not have um, at this point. Yeah, he's got some mojo. He seems to have this way of, you know, figuring out a way to make things happen. He can find moments. And for a bottom six that has had trouble finding moments, I think it makes complete sense. I think big part of it before is obviously the penalty kill, right? They were going so good. How do you pull them out? Uh, how do you make changes on a team that's winning like that? So I understand it. But I think this team needs some of that mojo, Brownie. And it's hard to describe. I don't know if it's a result of first-round skill that Gagne has. 
But when he gets in there, when he gets around the net, there's this playmaking sense and this ability that you don't have with most bottom six forwards, and he seems to be able to create moments, and then there's the compete level on top of that. Well, he's a lot like Corey Perry. He's been a guy that's played in the top six most of his career. You don't forget that. So when he's he's not going to be able to lug the puck up from his own end to the far end and create off the rush. But when he's in the offensive zone, he makes smart plays. Yeah, some great plays from behind the net. He goes to the right areas. The one thing I always remember about Sam Gagne, even when the things weren't going right here in Edmonton in one of his other stays, he, he's a professional and understands, okay, I got to go and hit someone this shift. I'm not a hitter, but it will get the crowd into it. Oh, no, I'm going to have to go fight someone this shift because that's what the team needs right now. He understands what it takes. And the reason he's been around as long as he has and continues to find jobs is because his presence both in the dressing room, on the bench, and certainly on the ice, he just has this quiet confidence about him that, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And the coach has confidence that he knows he's going to do the right thing all the time. So uh, I'm glad he's in the lineup. And he's, he's one of those guys, too, skilled players, goal scorers. They find ways to score goals. He scored from Calgary behind the net. He scored from the boards uh, in Edmonton. Like, it just the puck always finds the back of the net for guys that score. And then guys like Connor Brown could have a breakaway in an empty net, and he'll hit the crossbar. So yeah. guys like Gagne, it always seems to go in for him. So good for Sam and his professionalism and staying positive through all this because he didn't deserve to come out of the lineup. I wonder if he doesn't get a chance on that third line at some point. Um because those three guys, they skate around fast, but there's not a lot of hockey plays at times, right? There's speed, there's yeah. skill, there's big shots, but not a lot of hockey plays being made on the half ice. And I think since Corey Perry's come off that line, you've lost a little bit of that because Corey makes hockey plays. He's not fast, and and you know I I don't think we have to rehash what he is, but he just there's not hockey plays being made. And Sam and Corey have been around so long. They're very wily. And so I wonder if we wouldn't get a look at that. And that's not to say that, you know, Fogel's getting traded or something, but just just to have a bit more hockey plays on that line, Brownie. Yeah, hockey IQ. Both Perry and Gagne have very high hockey IQ. And it not every player in the National Hockey League does. Some players just have God-given skill or, 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 or body or speed. Sure. But certain players have the IQ, and Gagne is one of those guys. So bigger picture, looking for offense, right? And Chris Knobloch said that. We're looking for more offense in our bottom six, but I think looking for more offense overall for this team. Uh, shutout uh, in their last game, then they end up with one I think they had against Vegas. Uh, since the break, they've kind of been sputtering here to find the offense. They're looking for more offense at even strength. Let's get to the Weiss-Johnson soundbox here, and we will hear from Connor McDavid about the recent offensive struggles. Yeah, offensively, it's been it's been tough um, since the break. Um, you know, three tight games. I thought um, obviously Vegas was a tight game. I thought again, both teams coming off of their breaks. I thought they put they had played with lots of energy. Anaheim played played really well and solid. And obviously, the same for LA. So, um, you know, I think uh, making a couple more plays, bearing down on their chances. Obviously, that uh, those things will help. And we remind you that our soundbox brought to you by Weiss Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning. Check out their scratch and dent sale up to 20% off units with minor imperfections and all in-stock air conditioners. 25% off sales and February 15th. So a few more days here. Visit www.weiss-johnson.com for details. Jingle. Ooh, a little slow. Little slow, Steve Taylor out there in Kelowna. Just a little, little split second there, buds. Uh, Evander Kane now on the power outage as well. 
I think we're all aware of it. Um, I think we, we have good zone time, uh, good puck possession. I think we just, you know, maybe need to focus on getting pucks to the net a little quicker and, and playing off uh, pucks towards the net. Struds, level of concern at the lack of offense in both of those big games against good opponents? Oh, um, Yeah, there's always concern, I guess, when you're not scoring. But it's not like they're not getting chances. You know, mm-hmm. you're thinking of uh, Corey Perry, you know, just doesn't quite get that puck over top of the pad. That probably changes that game. So they are getting some chances to score. Um, it's just not quite going in. So I, I'm not going to use the word puck luck. Um, but I think you they got it. I, I hate it because it just it takes passion. everything out. So I think they, they got to just continue to, I, I what Kane said there, get pucks and bodies to the net and then just look for more second chances. You know, just to go back to that third line. How often have we seen those guys crowd the net, crowd the net? Not, not a ton. And I think they need to find a way to kind of, you know, not just them, but the entire team crowd that net, Brownie. Yeah, I'm not concerned at all about the the offense. They had the chances. The chances just didn't go in. They had no puck luck. So it's uh, the bounces were going for the Oilers earlier where it hit the post and go in or the deflection. Like in the last game, Perry's an inch and a half away from putting that in. The, the puck, the rebound goes to Kane. That normally goes in. Dreisaitl flutters when it hits the crossbar, goes out. Connor McDavid comes in, tries the short side over the goalie's shoulder, hits the crossbar, goes out. Those those norm those were going in when the others were winning hockey games. So they're still getting the same amount of chances. Uh, I know that on the te- the, the radio telecast, uh, Bob Stoffer talked, but he was really unhappy with the way the Oilers played against LA. I I thought the Oilers played well. I thought LA was a little bit better, played with a little more desperation. But the Oilers still had enough chances in that hockey game to win. They just the the goaltender in the other end was better than their goaltender, which hasn't happened very often. So. I got no concern. The Oilers are still getting chances. Pucks are going to find the way into the back of the net again. Chris Knobloch on the offense. Back to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. As a group, we need to just be going to the net, simplifying our game, and being a little more quicker in the offensive zone rather than being on the perimeter, um, you know, looking for the nice pass, fancier plays. We can be a little more direct and there's a few players that can make those fancy plays obviously we've got two of them um, but ultimately as a as a group we want to be a little more quicker and a little more direct i don't mind him saying that i like the fact that he's saying that quicker more direct brownie it seems like yeah they sometimes can get a little bit too fancy in a push for offense and maybe going the other way and simplifying is the answer in those times well, if you want to just put it in video, don't even have to talk to the, the team. Just put it in video all the shifts of Perry, Kane, and, and Drysaddle in, in the last couple of games. Those are guys that are in front of the net. Those are the guys creating havoc. They're getting rebounds. They're getting second shots. There's uh, a kerfuffle after every whistle. Play like those three. That's all they have to say. Just see those three there? Play like them. If you play like them, you're going to get second and third chances. And to go back to what you said, Strud's about the third line, and I think that's what Knobloch was talking about right there. The third line was, has been perimeter. All three guys very fast. All three guys like to come in wide, but they're not throwing it to the net and crashing the net. That's what they need to do. Play like Perry, play like Kane, play like Dreisaitl. You'll find more opportunities. But I, I, it's not just a puck carrier on that third line. It's you know The other guy has to drive through mm-hmm. the middle of the ice and, and slice through it. I, as a demon, I loved it when guys would just stop skating and I could just, just kind of play my two-on-two, three-on-two, whatever it was. But when they drive through, now i got to make a choice. Do I take the guy driving the net or do I stay up, play up on 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 the, the, the guy? And now I have to make a choice. I, I don't want to have to make a choice. 
And I feel like on that line specifically, that the, the guy at the pocket's flying a million miles an hour. The other two aren't, I don't think, driving the net hard enough. And that's that's a D-man's dream. Quaddy says, so many forwards don't get shots off quickly enough. So much dusting off results in blocks or goalies' time to set, which is why they almost all seem to play well uh, against the Oilers. Now, uh, and by the way, we'll push our conversation about the D pairings into our takeaways segment, so we'll keep going on this a little bit. Jason Greger did ask Knobloch a question today about shots on net you know, versus puck possession. There's kind of that funny balance, right? When you're a good puck possession team, you maybe want to be a little bit more selective about your shots and because shots quite often end up being turnovers. So a bit of an interesting balance, and here's Knobloch on that idea. We don't want to give away pucks. I think uh, part of the reason why we've been defending and keeping our goals against down is because we haven't been giving away pucks. And the less, the more you possess it, less you have to defend. So I think that's the biggest reason why, um, you know, our defense has been much better. But there's a balance on how much you sacrifice that and you end up sacrificing um, the offensive side of it. So, Brownie, what do you think, bud? Take the shot or make sure it's a half-decent one and maintain possession? Depends who you are. Yeah. If you're, if you're on the third or fourth line, take the shot from everywhere. And if you know, I, I've been on first lines, I've been on fourth lines. When I was on my, the first line, you would read plays. You'd find, okay, who, he's got the puck. This is what his tendency is. You get open. I've been on third and fourth lines where every guy in that line knows, if you have a shot on net, drive the net if you're one of the other guys because there's going to be a rebound. So there was always two guys in front of the net. If you got to the red line and you're on a third or fourth line, you know that puck is getting dumped into the far corner. Those are things that third and fourth line guys have to do. So when it, to your question, if you're on the first two lines, look for the best play and then take the puck to the net. If you're on the third or fourth line, you have a chance to shoot the puck, shoot it, and the other two guys get to the front of the net for tips and rebounds. Yeah, that's really well said. There's not much I can add. That's really well said. Nice job, sir. Uh, time thanks, now Jason. for... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to waste everyone's time. Yeah, no, yeah. good buddy. I like it. If you if you don't have the gold to bring, then take your option on the question. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We are going to put you back in the spotlight, though, because it's time for our You Can Use Services Relentless Player. Remember, they're a local charity that helps vulnerable youth find employment. Their upcoming comedy night fundraiser is fast approaching, and we want to see you at one of the six comedy nights in March. Few tables for 10 left and a handful of individual tickets as well. Check out youcan.ca for information and grab your tickets. Tell them Got Your Back sent you, and you will score 20% off. All the proceeds go directly towards helping our youth right here in our community. Really proud to have You Can Youth Services on as a charitable partner here on Got Your Back. Struds, who do you have in mind, buddy? Which way are we going here? Well, Oilers fans really want this guy to come to Edmonton. I don't think it's going to happen. For Philly tonight, Travis Connecting had a goal and two assists. So mm. I get it. I like the player. I'm not sure how this deal works out. Um, there's a lot of players I like. I don't know how it's going to work out. But anyways, for Oilers fans, they can keep dreaming, I think, with this guy. But goal and two apples for Connecting uh, as they beat uh, Arizona 5-2. Doesn't it feel more likely that they move Lawton as opposed to Konechny? Well, Konechny's really, really good, and Lawton is just, yeah. eh. So if I'm well, Philadelphia. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. lots of good players, and it'll be interesting to see who and you know who they decide to move. They got a couple guys on the blue line, a couple of good forwards. Aren't that they, still, would, in a, aren't they yep. still in the playoff spot? Uh, yeah, they're, they're around it. Where are they? Let me check here. What are they? Where are they as of right now? Let's see what this... And again, not completely uh, yeah. updated. Yeah, third in the Metro right now, 64 points. 
Yeah, so people uh, are talking about them selling players off. They're they're actually a playoff a, team. But he's waiting yeah, but, for the wheels to come tumbling <laughs> off struts. I guess if you're if you're Philly, does that really feel like a team that can have a run in the playoffs? Yeah, but so why if would if you're trying to turn it over? But isn't Connecty a guy you want to build around though? Yeah, that's well, I, I good. No, he is a guy I want to keep. But there's others like I'm moving guys out if I can, like to get like Walker gone. Like anyone, if if I can get a first round for Walker, which I think is crazy, but if you mm -hmm. can, um, I do it. Because what did, what did the oldest trade for Brett Kulak? Was it a second and a fourth, something like that? Yeah, or? something like that. Couple picks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Donovan Michaels giving Brownie a bunch of love on the stream here. He says, "Rob, you were one of my favorite players on the 1992 Chicago Blackhawks." Wow. wow. Yeah. I, not a lot of people know that I actually played for the Chicago wow. Blackhawks. So that guy is a very, very big hockey fan. And then he Thank says you. 143 points with the Chicago Wolves in 95, 96. Is that right? Uh, probably. They're still talking uh, about you there? That's a little bit further <laughs> down on the stream. But. Um, so lots of love for Brownie. And so well, there should you. be. Whose appearance is, by the way, brought to you by our great friends at Print, who put together this little one-off got your back hat for me. If you're a new company, see how Print can help you with logo design and branding. Visit kinprint.ca. You're going to have another hat giveaway right before our Ask Us Anything a little later on in the podcast. So stay with us. Tons more to come. Short break. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners. Use promo code GYBPOD on checkouts and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Time now to get to our takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports, their online store, your one-stop shop for all the gear you need for your next adventure, whether it's on land, on snow, or on the water. Shop snow gear, apparel, accessories, e-bikes, and much, much more at martinmotorsports.ca. Use the code GOTYOURBACK, that's G-O-T-Y-E-R-B-A-C-K, for $20 off of your next order at Martin Motorsports. 
Okay, gentlemen, uh, down at practice today, we noticed the D pairings were put back together. Nurse back with CC, Kulak back with DeArnay, and Bouchard and Ekholm have been put uh, back together previously. Ask Chris Knobloch. Well, you wanted to take a look at some things. What did you see? What did you notice? Here's what he said. It's so difficult to evaluate um, just in such a short period of time. And I think we wanted to have a look at what's what the chemistry and if we can get more out of guys and also balancing ice times on, you know, maybe a guy played a little more than he should or other guys we feel that they could probably be providing a little more if they were on the ice. And, you know, I thought some guys stepped up and, but I think ultimately it is so important to have the chemistry of partners um, playing together. And we're going to go back with the, our regular deep parents. Okay, two conversations to be had here. One, what did we see? Two, why did they do this? Let's start with two, since today's the day they, they flipped it back. Brownie, why do you think they took D pairings that have been working pretty great guns for them for a couple of months and flip-flopped them all over the place? In hindsight here, what do we think? Uh, no idea. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> no idea. Um, when it came to DRNA, maybe they're seeing if DRNA can take a step up. Because Darren A is is played well this year, he and Kulak. But let's be honest, they've had uh, a lesser competition. Nurse and CC are playing against all the other teams' best players, so they're saying, "Okay, can this six foot six Hulk of a man? Do you think we can get more out of him come playoff time in a defensive role?" So I can understand him, Darren A and CC flipping. I just never understood why they broke up Ekholm and Bouchard. So when it goes to why they broke the the three pairings up and changed them around, I, I honestly have no idea. When you have something that's working that well. I think that's something that you want to keep as long as you can. So I was, uh, the day that I saw the tweet, I was absolutely shocked that they had split them up. You know, it's, it's, I, I think that they wanted to get a different look and just see what it looked like if there's some injuries. I think people discuss that. But what I don't understand is that when you flip DNA and CC, it's like rearranging the furniture in your living room. It's still the same furniture. It might be in a little bit different spot, but it's not giving you anything new. So both those guys are similar in that they're, more defensive-minded, not a ton of offense, and not great passers. Like as far when I'm talking like elite-level passer, like we see from uh, from uh, Bouchard. So you know you could tweak it, but you still have the same look. So I don't know if they're seeing if they can unlock something different in one of those guys and find a little bit more offensive flair out of them. But that's an area for the Oilers are going through. They don't have a lot of offense on the right side after those of oh, the obvious guy that runs the power play, Bouchard. Okay, this doesn't feel like a Chris Knobloch joint this doesn't feel like a chris knobloch maneuver this has got big picture written all over it shane matheson dropped it into the stream here and i agree with him this is where my head is at to see if Vinny can handle big minutes in case cc gets moved right put darna next to nurse get a little bit of a look a little bit of a feel for it you know you know had they won the last you know two of the last three games say I wonder if maybe they wouldn't be continuing with it. I think at a certain po point, a coach goes, okay, we're not experimenting anymore. Thanks. I'm going to go back to my winning lineup now. Um, but this has management wanted to take a look at something. Head coach, of course, would be on board with that idea, um, at least giving it a look. Brownie, to me, it, it's it's in a lot of ways about that. But to your point, that they still didn't need to mess with the Bouchard pairing to do that. See, that's, and I, again, I agree with what, what Shane said, and that's what I thought at first, and then I looked down the 
the list and I saw, oh, wait a sec, they changed that one too. So that's why I didn't understand it. Uh, and again, I like De'Arne. I really do. I love his story. I love the guy as a player. Uh, there's so much he brings. But I don't see him as a, a, a top two shutdown defenseman. Um, when you start playing against the other team's best players, I think his physical size, he will be able to handle, you know, the Kopitars and stuff like that. But then you got to start thinking the top six players, they all get speed. And I think that's where he would get exposed a bit, trying to uh, campaign for, for L.A., I mean, we as a, a a guy with speed, you're looking for the slowest guy on the ice to try and skate at. So they all of a sudden they're gonna hey, there's Nurse over here. Let's all veer over to the other side today, RNA. So <laughs> I think uh, I think CC has done a very nice job playing with Darnell Nurse, uh, and I think that Darnay has done a very nice job in the the controlled minutes that he gets playing with Kulak. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I again, like I have nothing really. Uh, earth shattering to say that was kind of beating this up, uh, you know, over the last couple uh, mm -hmm. days. But when you're looking back on what you're trying to accomplish, you just I think they do have to see what else they can find for 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 um, pairings because there are going to be injuries, there will be injuries. And I think now you can say, okay, Vinny can play up there and he's he's fine, like he's he's fine, it's not ideal, but he's fine. And I think that's a, that's a positive takeaway from that. But in a small sample size, man, it's hard, it's really hard to nail it down. What are we talking about, 50 shifts? 60, yeah. 70 shifts, somewhere like that. It's not like it's, uh, you know, a thousand shifts together. Well, and, and the idea that they would maybe, if they move CC out, you'd think that there ideally would be an upgrade coming back. And wouldn't that upgrade on the right side be playing with Darnell Nurse? <laughs> like, isn't that where the new defenseman is likely to go? Unless they're bringing in a guy that they view more as a third pairing guy? Which wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah, which yeah. isn't really upgrading unless there's some <laughs> big money savings or something. So, anyway, they gave it a go. Um, meh, it was whatever, meh. And they'll go back to their regular D pairings uh, tomorrow night. Guys, I want to talk about the fourth line real quick here with an eye on trade deadline. When you think about what it'll take to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in a seven-game series, the Colorado Avalanche in a seven-game series, pick any of these other high-end teams, most of which fairly deep up front. I would submit to you that the order fourth line uh, is suspect. All due respect to these guys, you know, they, they work hard and they do what they can, but I'm just not sure that Derek Ryan at center and T.S. Yanmark on the wing and one of Sam Gagne or Connor Brown or is it not just me or could they not stand to upgrade at least two of the positions on the fourth line, Brownie? Yeah, with size. I think that's the thing that you see with, Vegas, you see with L.A., uh, they have size on their fourth line, and they're not afraid to throw their fourth line out against McDavid, out against Drysettle. So I'm not sure that the Oilers want to put the Derek Ryan line out against uh, Nathan McKinnon. So I think that the teams that are, have been successful and the teams that, uh, that try to go on long runs, they're, they're deep. They're four lines deep. And I know I've read some articles lately where they're talking about the Oilers' goal production of their fourth line not even close to other teams in the that they're chasing well those guys don't play near as much because they don't have the the trust to play 12 minutes 13 minutes where la and vegas and i don't know who colorado has now because they have so many injuries but those teams they roll all four lines and i don't know if the edmonton oilers yet have belief that they can roll four lines against those teams and when i say roll them allow the, everyone getting 10 minutes plus i don't see the the others having that faith yet 
I think actually you only need one fourth line player because what's going to happen? One of the solutions is going to be internal. They're going to trade for a second or third line player that's going to push someone down. I, mm -hmm. I truly believe that. Okay. that it, I, I really think that's going to happen. I, that, so they the, the end up with like a Fogel on the fourth line or something, Strud? Yeah, Sorry Fogel, to interrupt. That, that being Perry, yeah, or Perry. Or yeah. Perry. Fogel, Perry, Holloway. I think those are all candidates, quite honestly. Um, I think that's something that we have to really keep an eye on. Um, you know, who, who, because if, if any one of those guys goes down, that line is different right away. Um, and it perks up the other guys. And if you're bringing another player now, there's, there's a whole different line. So I really feel that I feel strongly about that, guys. I think that's what, what they're going to do. Nick Dowd is that name that gets tossed out there a ton. I know lots of other people around town have been talking about him. I think he's got a year left on his deal, probably the most expensive in terms of assets that it costs you, right? Like, I think it was Frank that said on their podcast with Gregor that it was probably going to be a first-round pick, which, boy, you're spending a first-round pick down in the bottom six of your lineup, and that starts to feel a little bit dicey. But he does have some term there. Uh, I like Sam Carrick out of Anaheim. I, you know, I didn't mind him the other night. Uh, Brownie, you talked about wanting to get a little bit bigger. He helps you with that, wins face-offs, and he definitely helps you with your penalty kill as well. So fourth-line center. I think you put it on that list. I think it's on Ken Holland's to-do list, or it certainly should be, and, and potentially that top six forward uh, as well. Uh, okay, guys, good job. That was Takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Quick break. When we come back, Strutty's World, Brownie's favorite subject, Brownie's <laughs> favorite segment. And, boy, I got to tell you, Brownie, I don't know how we're going to contain this guy because he's all energy tonight, and we're going to hand him the mic and tell him to go. So stay tuned, folks. Look out. <laughs> Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy, look good. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products, where they have locations both in Calgary, where we have a pretty shocking number of listeners and viewers. Heavy <laughs> Calgary contingent joining us on the podcast all the time. Also, a great location here in Edmonton. Whether you're a homeowner, contractor, builder, DLR, the most reliable source for vinyl fence, Opened in 2005 and not going anywhere. Unmatched service, high-quality North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. Strutty, take us on a journey, my friend. 
I went to the dentist the other day with my kids, and uh, this is sloppy. We know this time of year, it's icy, it's not icy, it's melting. People track all this grit on their shoes. So this policy at this dentist's office is that uh, you take a shoe off at the door. All right, sounds fair. I've got no problem. We're all following the same guidelines. I get it. You don't want to track all that grit and grime into your dent uh, dentist's office. So I took them off. My kids took them off too. We go in there sit down and i'm like why is there so much grit on the floor what's going on well there was three heroes counted one two three heroes they decided they weren't taking their shoes off there were the rebels without a cause so i stared at these three people two teenagers and their mom i stared at them the entire time because it wasn't my teeth came down as my kids i stared at them and every time they look at me i'd get look down at their shoes and look back up at them to the point where it was it was literally uncomfortable, even for me, and I was the one doing the staring. Uh, and then finally, finally they got the message and they went and took their shoes off. But how could you be that clueless? Everyone else has their shoes off. So now I got to slide around your greasy, grimy situation. Guys, I've, I'm not usually confrontational. I was all over these three amigos like nobody's business. And I won the day because they did indeed take their shoes off. Mission much, accomplished. Uh... How much satisfaction did you feel when they got up and went over and took their shoes off? And did you let them off the hook afterwards with any sort of like little little nod, little nod? Uh, like, yep. Well, that a lot of that time I'd wasted uh, staring <laughs> at them. I wasn't able to play Wordle, so then I kind of had to get back. <laughs> I, I I I took so what I did, Shark. If you want to know the truth, I took my cape off, folded it up, <laughs> and then got back to Wordle. Hero. <laughs> you are a freaking hero. So what a bully, yeah. hey Brownie. Just a he bully. is a bully. I he, am. he always looked for confrontation. He always I do does. Not. You but do. That, that remember that poor person that brought the nice puppy to the dog park that wanted to lick your puppy and then oh, you yeah. lost it on her? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she bit my dog, not the owner, the dog. I was not happy. So that was another time I was really upset. But these people, I wasn't yelling at them. I was just casting very dirty looks at them. Until they, it took about 10 minutes, they finally got the shoes off. I think someone, I think someone clapped. I heard a clap. I don't know where it was from, but. Oh, there's three less viewers for Got Your Back. <laughs> was I this, have a hat on. Was this Madge's <laughs> office? Do you go see uh, Madge Wabrowski? Is that who your, your dentist is no, still? No, this is, uh, it might, yes, but this is for something. This is a oh, separate never. issue for the kids. But yeah, I do go see, but it wasn't his office. So, so just I don't cast us. Cast us the glance right now, like like play it out here. Give us a well, look at what your look looks like. I, I, it's hard to do it in the moment, right? No, just try. I, I, just, I, 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 mean, I worked try. it up, and I'm not it. angry, but I, you know, I, I don't want to say it was something that you'll know. You'll know when I give you the look about the shoes, but then I look down, <laughs> I look at the shoes, I look back up, I'm like, come on, like, and they finally got it. They these two That's teenagers and their mom, three amigos. You tries in grumpier and grumpier in your old, old age. man, Strutty. You're not yeah. old Uncle Strutty. You're Grandpa Strutty now. Tries in. Trizen says, this reminds me of Strutty's flight story where he wouldn't let the guy next to him sleep on a flight. Please tell that story. I haven't heard that one, Strutz. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. I, I forget what happened. There was something that was going on. What was going on? I think it was the guy behind me in the seat. He kept trying to put the seat back. Or was he trying to, like, oh, the guy in front of me, he would put the seat back. So I kept hammering the seat because this is my belief is that <laughs> you shouldn't put the seat back till you're in the air and you don't need it back the whole time. So this guy, as soon as I got on the plane, he put his seat, he reclined his seat like right away. So his he was right on me. I didn't even get a chance to move. So I just kept bumping it and bumping it and shaking it and getting up to go to the bathroom and leaning into it. Just irritated him the whole, the whole flight. <laughs>
That's awesome. So I didn't make any friends. Gavin uh, says, well done. Those people thought you were a psycho, by the way. Just so you know, right. the way you that's looked right. through their eyes. And I hope they did. I hope there's a lesson. Because why? I just can't stand it when people are either just have you know, no clue or they're You know just, another thing better. you could have done, Jason? You said you could have said, hey, excuse me. I don't know if you noticed the policy they have here. You might have missed it on your way in. And she might have said, oh, God, sorry about that. Hey, kids, let's go change our shoes. Yeah. Or yeah, you could stare at look. them and give them dirty looks for half an hour. Dirty I guess there's two, there's two ways of doing it. I understand. So you, buddy, there's about 20 pairs of shoes <laughs> all to the door. You can't miss it. You cannot. If you were blind, you would still sense this great collection of shoes. And they walked right by because they, they don't need to do it. Some people don't follow the rules, and that that bothers me so much because I put a lot of money in my socks. I have a big sock budget, and I don't need to be grit and grimy all these other people uh, with Clip their crappy socks. With that, Jason Strudwick, I have Ten a big sock yeah. budget. Ten pairs for $22 at Costco. I nice. saw your socks I, this morning. It, it would make Gross. your your, <laughs> your toenails curl if I told you the budget I have for socks, guys. Gross. Uh, Bob's your uncle says, know how hard it is for that mom to handle those kids? You think intimidating them and her helps? Are you a social engineer or a policeman? That's oh, not my problem. snap. I like Bob's your nah. uncle. Good call there, place. Bobby. I, I, listen, I'm not asking them to change. I don't care what their grades are. I don't care how they treat their family. But in that moment, you got to just join the rest of us and take your shoes off. So that's 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 the mom too, because the mom's a leader. Obviously, she thought it was too cool, and she had those really heavy ones with tons of treads. So or they were all on their off. phones when they walked in and didn't notice the uh, shoes. And you could have just politely said, "Excuse me, ma'am. I know that you guys are, are, went through a rough time today, and you're late, and you probably just got fired right. from your job, and the kid just failed a math exam, right. and you're just struggling to get right. through. Would right. you be able to take off your shoes? But no, you didn't think what was going on in their life." You just There's, said, in my life, my socks are important. Bob's so uncle follows up and says, how about you talk to the kids? You're a former NHL hockey player. Your words <laughs> could help them. That's not my job, to, to change someone's personal habits. So if someone's having a bad day, they can run a red light. Like, it's the same thing. These, there's certain social things we all agreed to, social rules. Take the Somebody shoes said, uh, Struds, uh, did Struds bring his skates in and put them on the heater? <laughs> Um, I did today when I left both hockey rinks. I put okay. them up to dry them out. Uh, Brownie, we got to let you go, buddy. You're done for the night. So uh, well, hopefully, Strud and I can land the plane. Well, I'm going to go on the streamline and start just giving it to Strud's about Do being it. a mean That's guy. Right. Yeah, Zuby's to, mom, right? That's your handle, is Zuby's mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, brownie thanks buddy uh lots hey, buddy. more to come on the podcast next we will take a lap then we've got to ask us anything so a short break and we'll keep it rolling if you own or operate a business you know the value of a great employee just ask shogger pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level pathfind can help with recruitment career transition leadership coaching they truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. 
Time for us to take a lap. Brought to you by Backscape. Bid farewell to unwanted back hair solo in just five minutes with the fastest growing male grooming tool on the planet. They've got a water-resistant, rechargeable long handle. You can shave independently in any direction. No cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess. It has been named the superhero of razors. Let Backscape shave your back and tame that wild mane. Visit Backscape.com. Dot com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. There you go. You know who that is, Struds? That's a fella named Wayne Kendrick. He was the <laughs> first winner of our give or of our hat giveaway. And uh he sent us that video wearing his nice new hat and actually That's showing good. that he can get it right. So backscape, stay smooth, gentlemen. Nice job, Wayne. <laughs> So good. So good. Hey, right, took, him, took him I one try. It. Go ahead, Struds. Uh, he's obviously he's an actor. Uh, he's, he's a professional. <laughs> I just do this. I'm not a professional. It's so complicated. Let's get right into it. So uh, we kind of talked about the other night, Saturday night, when uh, Morgan Riley uh, cross-checked um, Gray, uh, Ridley Greg. Mm-hmm. Shoulder and goes in the head. He has an in-person hearing. It was today. I, as, as we're taping this, I believe we don't know yet what it's going to be, but it'll be a minimum six games. After the game... Do you think it'll it was, be minimum six? I don't know if it'll be minimum six. You, you don't think it is? Because it's mean, an in-person uh, hearing. Yeah, it has happened before where... Anyways, go ahead and continue. Yeah. But the reason they do it is because it's going to be it's going to be more than two or three, so for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's say it's going to be... It's going to be... Hefty. It'll be yeah, hefty. Yeah. It'll be pricey. So anyway, mm-hmm. so after the game, I thought it was interesting that his coach um, said that you know it was it was an appropriate response, and I was kind of surprised. I'm like, yeah. I, I I get the intention of of you don't like the slap shots, you can go do something, but that is not an appropriate response. And then today, Ryan Reeves doubles down, and he also says, I think it was an appropriate response. And I'm like, what world are we living in? Like I, 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 so this is why I have no problem with Ridley Gray taking that slop shop in there. I have no problem with Morgan Riley going over and doing something, but the problem is that what he's going to do or what he did is going to cost his team massive. So let's say he gets five games. They're taking their best defenseman by a mile out of that lineup. And now let, let's say he gets five, that's five. So now let's say they go one and four during that time. They're not a shoe in for the playoffs or a really easy playoff spot. They're they're in a tight fight for their lives uh, to to get up to climb up and to stay in the playoffs. So it is such it is not appropriate. The response is not appropriate. What I saw was a player Morgan Riley. And I've had time to think about this. He reacted like a guy who's never done something like that in his life. I, I was talking with my son. I said, "If it was me, I would have gone over and I would have cross checked down." So more from the, the shoulder down or from the like mid-arm down. So you're not cross-checking up to get to the head. And then I probably would have grabbed him and thrown him on the ground. What does that get me? Uh, probably five minutes for uh, whatever, you know, cross-checking. And then a lot of booze from fans. I'm a hero for my own team. But he looked like a guy who had zero experience in being that guy. And it showed. And now it's going to cost his team big time. So the idea that the response was appropriate, I have no problem with the response. But that was not an appropriate response. I think there's a different there, Shogger. I agree. So I wasn't on the pod um, the other night when you and Brown or when you and Gager were talking about it too. So I think that what Ridley Gregg does, like for people to be saying like, oh, he just took a slap shot and what's the big deal? And for people to be minimizing what he did as though anyone who thinks it was offside is ridiculous, I call total bullshit. He knew what he was doing. 
It was offside. It was showboating. It was disrespectful to his opponents. Everybody that's ever played the game knows that. That was what it was. Good for him. Chose to do it. Wanted to be a smartass. It's part of his shtick. I got no issue with it. But let's not mistake for one second. He knew what he was doing, and it's a BS play, and everybody knows it. So some sort of a response was fine. What Morgan Riley did was dumb. You can't go dummy a guy in the head when you're your team's best defenseman. Struds, you're bang on with this. Go over there. Drop your gloves. Challenge him. Make him look like a fool for not fighting you. Drop your gloves and grab him. Challenge him to a scrap. Two-hand him like you said. There's, there's 50 different actions you can take that aren't dummying a guy across the side of the head. So let's be real about what Ridley Gregg did. And we can at the same time be honest about how dumb what Morgan Riley did was. Yeah, well said. So I can't wait to see. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty steep punishment, and it's going to hurt his team big time. Yeah, and that's going to be a problem for that team. Um, the next one, Connor Bedard sounds like he's coming back. Uh, Luke Richardson, yeah. head coach of the Blackhawks, uh, was talking today. Said he expected round uh, February nineteenth. That'd be six weeks from the surgery. So it's feel like he's been out a long time. And you can imagine yeah. a rookie, you feel like he'd been out um, uh, forever. He's been skating and all that stuff. So um, I think he'll jump back in pretty seamlessly. It's a little bit different than a shoulder, knee. You know, he's been skating, moving around. So I think that uh, I think it'll be fine when he gets back. Uh, but this is just, this isn't just a, a good story for the Hawks. This is good for the NHL. They need 100%. to get this guy back in the league. So yeah, he'll be back. Uh, it could be February 19th after one or two team practices. 39 games. He scored 15 times already. He's got 33 points. He apparently was desperate to get back faster, but you're going to play it safe. And let's be totally oh. honest, Struds. If you're the Chicago Blackhawks this year, it's like, there is absolutely no reason to let him back into the lineup one millisecond before no. your doctors and everybody says, not only is it okay, it's better than okay, and then still give it another three days and then wait a week and then put him back in. Like, there's nothing to to, to no. be chancing anything for here. You let that thing heal up. Let it heal up. Let him feel good about it. Um, you know, and I expect he'll come back and have a great, like, second half of the year for him. It may be a bit unfair to call that, but is his second half. Um, and I think it's important for him to come back and play so he can hit the summer healthy and ready to go and feeling good. Um, but this team is not going anywhere. In fact, if possible, they're probably going to try to get worse. McFosidle said, by the way, Shogger, how's the hangnail? What's he talking about, Struds? I don't know. I don't, I don't. How is the hangnail? Is that? I don't know what. That's not ringing any bells here. Not at um, all. Hey, you know how sick I was the other night, right? You know that I, I would not bail on a podcast unless I was borderline on my deathbed. Like I don't uh, think that. Uh, no, I, of course, I've, I'd be nothing but respectful for your illness. Okay, um, it was bad. It was really bad. I almost didn't make now? it tonight. I <laughs> really? almost didn't make. Yeah, I got this shoulder thing. Like so, I got oh. a really bad knot behind my shoulder. I'm having a hard time even sitting here right now. So oh, I'm gutting it out, bud. I'm gutting it out. You miss more shows due to injury than Connor McDavid does in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> All right. Another very short break. When we come back, let's give away a hat. It's time to give away another hat. So we'll do some trivia and a hat giveaway and then ask us anything. And then we're out. So a little bit more left ahead on the pod. Stay with us. 
For over 60 years, Belvedere Golf and Country Club has been delivering a high-quality golf experience to Edmonton and area. This beautiful private club located on Highway 21 just south of Sherwood Park occupies 160 acres and presents a challenging yet adventurous 18-hole design. A beautiful clubhouse, fully stocked pro shop, and warm, friendly staff truly make it feel like you belong to something unique and special. Visit www.belvederegcc.com. Let's give away some swag, baby. Time for our Kin Print Hat Giveaway. And it's brought to you by DeBoer's Golf Shop and Fitting Center, where they are aiming to help you play better golf, fitting, instruction, after-sales support, golf merchandise and clothing, celebrating 25 years this month, actually. Congratulations to Al and Scotty and TJ and the whole great crew over at DeBoer's. Check out their pro shop style atmosphere, 5311 99th Street, here in Edmonton. We've given away two. Let's give away another one. Uh, the trivia question, listen, we don't make these too difficult. We don't want to make them mind benders. And this isn't about causing people to have to spend 45 minutes on Google or anything like that. We want to ask you a simple question. Makes you go and take a quick look online. Fire us an email, gotyourback18 at gmail.com. Send us the answer to the trivia question and you will get a Got Your Back hat and you will get $25 in store credit from DeBoer's. So when you go pick up your hat, give yourself a little extra time because they've got $25 in store credit waiting there for you as well. Simple one, who leads the Oilers in shorthanded time on ice this season? Who leads the Edmonton Oilers in shorthanded time on ice this season? Send the answer to Got Your Back 18 at gmail.com. Once again, got your back hats. And you can pick it up in store at the Boers, where you will also get your $25 in store credit. All right, time to take a lap. Or no, we just took a lap. Time for Ask Us Anything brought to you by Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. She is known as the Shark of the Park and voted the number one individual agent two years in a row. Think about that. Think about how many real estate agents real estate agents there are in the area voted the number one individual agent back-to-back -back years and you'll see why she's got total commitment to providing her clients with professional service skilled negotiation and experience and knowledge of sherwood park edmonton and surrounding area call Rini at 780-994-0280 steve hop on in bud and what do we got happening on the stream tonight, my man? All right. First of all, just a shout out to uh, Jennius McKay. Jennius said she's going to the game tomorrow night. She's taking a father and his two sons to their first game at Rogers. Nice. Should be so fun. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great. You'll Enjoy that. -timers. My advice as a father is just go as early as you can possibly get to the game and take in all the stuff. Because by the time the anthem's done, the kids have had just a lifetime of experiences. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Well Reese asks, now that Pickard seems to be a pretty decent backup option to Skinner, does that make it less likely the Oilers would acquire a goalie at the deadline um, because they could uh, lose Pickard on, on waivers? So just, yeah, what are we thinking today? I, I do think it makes it like less likely because he, he is, he's a valued piece of this team. Um, and, and, you know, to, to put him on waivers, you look at everyone's kind of looking for goalies. I think it'd be hard for him to slip through. And also we can't account for maybe injuries that might happen at certain points. So I do think that it, it's unlikely that 
he goes anywhere. I I, I really think mm -hmm. he's part of this group, goalie group. Now, sometimes the Skinner obviously free now and then it changes quickly but for now shaga I, I just i'd have a hard time seeing him going anywhere i mean when he gets the opportunity he goes in there and he plays well and he makes lots of saves some that he should some that he shouldn't he still makes like he, he goes in there and does yeah. a good job and i mean look no further than jack campbell finding his game in the american hockey league and yet they still haven't made that switch because they've got a lot of uh of faith in what calvin pickard is doing um, they really like him in the locker room. Like he, uh, I think that they're just going to rock and roll with the goaltending matrix that they have. Struts. I'm not anticipating some big major change on that front. Well, I, th I think that it's kind of solved itself, right? Skinner, Pickard, uh, then obviously Jack Campbell playing better than Miners. That's kind of three deep. And then I guess Olivia Rierig. I mean, if you get to him, you're probably that's been a tough run. Yeah, something goal, has gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, major goal injuries. But I think there's other pieces of the team that you or uh, parts of the team you need to tweak or you want to tweak. Uh, there's only so many assets, so much cap space. So I, I think they're looking to other areas to tweak more. Steve O. Okay, Colin Williams says, "Am I crazy to think that Connor Brown is still a perfect fit on this team? Sure, a few yeah. goals would be nice, but the." Um, but by the playoffs, who gives a shit? He's the right player. He was on the PK that went 90% plus. Yeah, I saw that comment come in when we were talking about Yanmark coming out of the lineup instead of Connor Brown. And it's an interesting one, Struds. Like, he does a lot of things really well, but the offense is just, I mean, it's just like, it's a black hole. It's just, it's just non-existent. So is it okay to have a player who does things right but just can't produce any offense and i think the answer is no like that's not okay and championship teams generally don't have that but, but what are you going to do yeah I, I think it's okay when you make 750 grand but when you're making nearly 4 million dollars it's not okay and i think we have to revise or remember what the plan was the plan was for him to be a top 6 forward and it hasn't worked out so they're now signed Corey perry who's you know two months shy of being 50 years old to play to play in that top and he's right now playing that top six so that's what we have to keep in mind his game is at the point where he, we're not even thinking about putting him in the top six right if you're if you're the order so i still want to play and i know I've, i'm on record saying that he scored 15 goals this year and it, it does seem a little bit unlikely at this point right um but i wonder with sam gandhi now in that lineup on that line what does that change? Does that offer more opportunity for Connor to kind of get going? And I, th I think once he gets going, he'll he'll hopefully hit it. Um, but let's, like I said, he was brought in to be a top six forward, and he's a fourth line right winger right now. So uh, there's been some great moves, and that one has not worked out as they planned. But if he's making seven fifty grand, shocker, like no problem, man. You wheel around out there, do your thing, kill those penalties. Yeah, that dollar figure makes that a tough one to swallow. That lack oh, of it's offense. Awful. Yeah, Steve. -O. Okay, Quaddy says. Anyone else notice that Holloway is more noticeable at center? He kind of disappears on the wing. He's yeah. only had one game at center, has he? Yeah, he's only had the had... very short look. Very short yeah. look there. I think that that line has been somewhat quiet. And I'll, I'll I'll reiterate my comments earlier. They're very fast, but there's not a lot of hockey plays being made with those three guys. And I think they need someone to facilitate that a little bit and, and to help make those hockey plays. So, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the North South game, but at some point you got to kind of make some plays, I think, to take it to another level. 
Yeah, it's a. Gr- I think you make a great point about that third line because there's like energy and tenacity and buzzing around and all. There's no lack of any of that, but like at a certain point, guys got to grab the thing with confidence and make some plays. And those guys were all doing that before. They were making nice hockey plays before, but those have sort of dialed back a little bit, Struds. It's a little bit, there, there isn't the creativity. There isn't the sustained zone time based on nice play after nice play being made. It's kind of gone a little more meat and potato-y straight lines and maybe maybe someone with some creativity and some puck assuredness helps them. Well, well, look at the difference when, and this is an indictment on Fogel, but when Perry was there with those two other guys, the line was, it was I'm like, this this line is getting, you know, they look good. They're producing. There's stuff's happening. Like, it, it they're, they're in the offensive zone. Then with him out on that lineup, it's not, it doesn't look the same, right? And so those plays aren't being made. So those three have to figure out to make plays together because they have all the parts and pieces to be a, that type of line. Uh, but just making those plays, someone's got to figure that out. Usually it's the center, but not always. Yeah. A couple more, Steve. All right. Uh, Caper Boy says the next 10 games are crucial. How important are the next 10 games to the Oilers season? Yeah. So this, I asked a couple guys questions about this today, Strud. So early in the season, it was a train wreck, right? And they were streaking in the wrong direction. Then all of a sudden they get her turned around a little bit. They go eight in a row. Then they go three in a row the wrong way. And then they go 16 in a row. Like it's either been huge heights or deep depths and i just think you want some normal and what normal should look like for the oilers is just winning most of your games losing some winning most of your games losing just be a really good team consistently for like a month or two where you're winning what six seven out of every 10 games just consistent normal hockey for a good team and they need that here they've lost two out of three after this streak and they're like the level of competitions not bad here coming up. They get the stars rolling into town here. The Bruins next week. I get the Red Wings who are pretty good. Just some even keel, real good winning percentage hockey. That's been a pretty, pretty up and down year. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't think that the last three games are, you know, I, I don't see them dropping off the cliff and losing, you know, seven of their next eight. Um, I, I look, they got Detroit. I think they just think about Detroit. Detroit's playing well. Um, and, and they're St. They're, Louis. Yeah, St. Louis and then Dallas. That's the next three. So I think to just worry about Detroit. Just get your game up. Um, I think Sam Gagne is going to bring a lot of energy into the lineup. I, I really feel that. I don't know if putting the D pairings really brings much energy back, but I think everyone kind of settles into their spot. Um, but I look forward to this game tomorrow night. I think this is this is just just start. Just worry about one period. Win that period and get it going, and then you, the rest of the games will take care of itself. Last one, Steve. Just made me laugh. Dr. Gonzo just said, get into the playoffs and Brown goes full Pisani. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. It could. Could happen, man. He's he's shown he could put up points in this league before. Do you imagine if we were talking after the first round about three goals from Connor Brown and, you know, Uh, on Drysaddle's right side? I do think there's a story to be written for him. I really, I feel that. I really feel that way. And I'm not... I'm not beating him up saying he's not up on that top six, but that was the intention. It's not there, but I do think there's a good story for him to write for himself uh, because it just takes one game and you get going. All of a sudden now you're rolling. It's going to be an amazing story, Struddy, when he gets 15 goals in his last, what is it, 20, 30 yeah. games here that they got left at 15 it's goals? Be, it's going to be a heater. I can't right. wait to call that one out. He and Corey Perry, who's Perry apparently, according to me, is going to get, what, another 19 points before the end of the season? That was a shocker. I think mine was more shocking, but yours was a bit of a shocker as well. 
we deserve to have our names stripped off the the banner of this podcast for those two calls. <laughs> Uh, gem of the night. I'm going to take this one because it's a no doubter. And Struds, I don't like calling your number if I don't have to. Oh yeah. Well, frankly, your head's getting swollen enough on this show. <laughs> but I thought Struddy's world was pretty darn good tonight. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. I thought it was telling. It opens a window into your soul even more. <laughs> the dark, dark human you can be sometimes. Uh, but I loved it. So nice job on Struddy's world tonight, pal. Yeah, good times. I'm, I'm glad your brothers will be happy. Maybe I, I got one good one in there. Tell them to send one me good notes. one. Yeah, at least one half decent Struddy's World a Month for DLR Vinyl. You're welcome, guys. Uh, okay, Steve, thanks, buddy. Great job. Thanks to everybody that hopped in on the live stream tonight. We appreciate it. Oilers and Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night here in Edmonton. We will drop a post-game pod when it is done. Look forward to chatting with you again then. Big thanks to Sherwood Buick GMC, our amazing title sponsor. Thanks for tuning in to Got Your Back.